Welcome to the Crossways Podcast, a podcast where we talk about how we can walk in the way of the cross. We're your hosts, Jonathan and Matthew, and we are so excited that you've joined us today. This podcast is brought to you by Ninth Avenue Church of Christ and the Ministry League. We're glad you're here. Uh, Matthew, we were uh, just watching a video about things that are satisfying, and uh, you can disagree with me. It's okay. Me and Jeremy uh, are teaming up, two against one. I think it, I think that's a, you know, we win, I guess. But there's some things that are <coughs> maybe are good for us to do, but we don't find satisfying at all. Uh, we don't enjoy doing it. We, and, you know, for me, I know that I should be, I know it's healthy. I should eat vegetables. But I don't find vegetables satisfying. I don't find them tasting very good. And most of the time, I just don't eat vegetables. And uh, I like vegetables. You like vegetables. I like vegetables. All vegetables, some vegetables are just, in general, I just... I'll eat... There are some that I like more than yeah. others. I mean, I like carrots and green beans, but that's about it. I like corn. Well, well, corn's good. Um... Some good fried okra. Okay. I don't know if that counts as a vegetable, but in some yeah. form it does. Not a big squash fan. Not a big squash fan. It's no. not satisfying. It's just not good. <laughs> Forget that one. That, that word is not. <laughs> That's the word of the day to bother Matthew. No, I'm just messing. So what, what are, and we lost a co-host. But no, what are some things that. And if you're watching with us, let us know in the comments, too. What are things that are good for you, but you just don't like doing? Maybe hate might be a strong word, but maybe it's an accurate word. Um, I hate unloading the dishwasher. Okay. I hate unloading the dishwasher. I don't have any trouble loading the dishwasher, but that's kind of become my daughter's job is to unload the dishwasher and put stuff up. And she's actually gotten to where she just unloads it and puts it on the counter, which means I still have to end up Unloading, putting it up. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's I, why you really hate it. <laughs> so I don't. I don't enjoy all of the necessity to get stuff from the sink into the dishwasher. Yes. Um, another, I think a lot of us would probably argue, or argue with, agree with, is exercise. Yes, exercise is good for you, and it is needed. But hey, Jeremy, say exercise. Yeah. Um, but it is not something I enjoy. Some people. I had a guy tell me one time. He goes, "Man, you need to start running." He goes, "You." If, he goes, "After you run for so long and so far, you get this runner's high. There's these endorphins." And I'm like, "No, no, you're not gonna." You know what I get? I get shin splints, and my knee starts hurting, and I'm like, "Man, I gotta sit down for a little bit." I'm no, tired I, that's here. not good for me. Mm-hmm. Another one is folding the laundry. I don't have a problem putting it in the washer or getting it into the dryer or even taking it out of the dryer. It's then seeing the big mound of clothes and going, I really don't want to mess with these. And the worst is socks. Mm-hmm. I'm going, okay, I found a... Me- oh, nope, they don't match. Okay. And then, you know, it, it, it's awful. And then eventually I just kind of go, oh, I'll give up. Maybe when Casey gets older, he'll, he'll do it. <laughs> the good thing about having kids is you make them do all this stuff you don't want to do. So so let me ask you this. This is not a get you in trouble question, but Uh-oh. answer it very carefully. 
because I, I don't want it to be misrepresented. But what is something, not in your faith, but in your job as a minister that you've had to do that was like beneficial to your ministry, but you're just like, oh man, I really don't enjoy doing this. Just clerical work, just in general. Like just anything with paperwork mm-hmm. or anything with documentation. And uh, that's just not, uh, I'm not that organized type of person. I'm organized in the sense of brainstorming and planning an activity with like just the big picture stuff. So I'm a big picture guy. When it comes to the small detailed oriental things, those things are, I've, I have to do those with more intention. Mm-hmm. They're not things that I can just, I'm naturally doing because it's comes easy or it, it's in my wheelhouse or anything like that. So especially when I was, when I was doing youth ministry, um, I hated, like when we were going like to CYC or to something like that, I hated calling and booking everything. Like I hated the process of getting rooms together um, and then calling the hotel and cause you know, it's like 30 layers of stuff you've got to do for hotels and then calling like the, um, <laughs> Catherine just sent a text message and it popped oh, up on his computer I... and it was quite funny. Um, <laughs> the, um, Yes. You may. Yes. Yes. Yes, you can. You may. Because she must be watching. Yes. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, you know, calling just, just, and this is before, like any kind of meeting. Um, in my my youth ministry, um, kind of preceded a lot of the online stuff. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not old, but that just was not normal. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of the online stuff, everything had to be phone calls and um, and I still emails prefer phone calls. And, and I just, I prefer online. I just. Yeah. Well, I want to talk to a person. So speaking of that, and this is not a direction we're going in, but we'll loop it back around. I, I agree. I hate that stuff. I hate that because it's not, it's not necessarily like making all the phone calls and talking to all the people for group reservations for anything. To me, that's just frustrating. And mainly because frustrating. What did I say? Frustrating. Well, same thing. No, I've heard it both ways. So, um, <laughs> because right now I'm, I've been trying to book a group reservation to the zoo for a week and a half or longer now. You can't talk to anybody. Can't talk to anybody. I talked to one person like the first uh, about a, over a week ago, and they said, "You got to fill out this form." So I fill out the form. And I was supposed to hear back in two days or three days. It's been over a week. And I called again Monday. But they're closed Monday and mm-hmm. Tuesday to the public. I know there's people there working because they have to maintain business. The animals. Op- and the animals and business operations. There's somebody there. And if you're a group reservations that's and you're having nobody show up, that might be a good day to show up and get all the paperwork done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so I'll call again today and email them and do everything. But... Because we're trying to go, and I need to be able to get all the details lined up. Because then that makes people who don't know that's being done on the back end just assume you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. Because there's no... so, And you don't want to seem like you're complaining too much. So there's that balance between how much do I say, hey, 
where the information's coming versus this. So that's a, I would say, a frustrating thing, but it's one you know you have to have do. To and Jeremy here at the meet meetings, there's nothing worse than a meeting about a meeting about a meeting. Yeah. Or, you know, a committee that's overseeing a committee that's overseeing a job. Like, why can't we just talk about it and get it done? So maybe, maybe back it out even further and, and think about it from just the spiritual context. Are there things in our faith that we look at and go, man, I know that would benefit me, but I just really don't. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't really want to put forth the effort. Have you ever had, you know, how, how, how do you see that play out in, in, yeah. in church sometimes? Well, well, I, it, it could be as something as simple as just self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to think about this because it's difficult. So I'll just, I'm just going with my life. And, and, and or maybe I don't want to ask myself the hard question of, do I really do fill in the blank? Mm-hmm. Or am I not doing fill in the blank? And then I'll just focus on what I'm doing right. And I really don't want to figure out how I can, how I can get closer to Jesus. Yeah. It, because it, I'm close enough. Okay, yeah, I'm close enough. I think there are, I think there are a lot of uh, simple things. I think that if you had this conversation with people and say, "Hey, what is something that should be easy in your faith that it's just hard for you to just pull the trigger and do?" I think you're going to get answers like just study my Bible, studying Bible, like, uh, praying, praying, um, just talking to others about Jesus. about your faith. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, I think I think there are a lot of things that are just there that you sit here and have a conversation. You go, "Oh, that would be so easy to do." Um, and it's those baseline faith things. Um, but, you know, I also think that when you think about this baseline faith thing, I think that there are a lot of times that we look at, maybe it's because we don't have time. Maybe it's because we're so busy and distracted. There's a lot of things that we can come up with. because we just don't want to. But there's a lot of these baseline faith things that I, I would call, and I think Paul calls like these elementary faith things, mm-hmm. that we look at and we go, okay, what what do I have to do and still be okay with God? Like what, yeah. What are the, what is the bare minimum here that I can accomplish and achieve in this relationship? That's not going to take up a lot of time. That's not going to take up a lot of space in my life. It's not going to require a lot of effort and still be right with God. You know, maybe because I think we do that in a lot of areas in our life, you know? And so what we're going to kind of dive in and talk about over the next few weeks is a subject that is not a baseline faith issue. It's a next step yeah. issue, and and it's it's the idea of fasting. But not, not, I want to actually maybe challenge that, and just for sake of conversation, is it a next step? What and what makes, and maybe it is because it's part of our discussion about is it done? How much? How much is it done? Is it something we avoid? But. Why do we view fasting as a next step and not as a basic principle? Because to the Jewish faith, it was a, a basic principle. Basic principle. It, it, it was now they had the 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 one public fast was their big feast. Mm-hmm. They just called it the fast. So I mean, people knew what they were talking about, and but it was just it was just part of their mm-hmm. what they do, and it's part of other faith processes too. I mean, maybe not. Yeah. Faith process, maybe not religions that that are biblical. And when I say I'm thinking about, um, you know, Ramadan, 
Yeah. I mean, and that is a a a long period of what would really be my favorite type of fasting of you fast from sundown to from sun up to sundown, and then from sundown to sun up you just eat as much as you want. Yeah. But you know, like that's a fast I could get a fast that and includes they, and they still a huge practice meal. that today. But yes, yes, like it's and a big part of their faith. We had a kid in my high practice. school who who basically said, "Hey, I'm, I don't eat this week." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. You know, I think that there are a lot of misunderstandings and misconceptions about fasting that, like you said, is it a baseline or is it a next step? And as we were kind of talking about where do we go next in some conversation with each other, uh, we, we kind of landed on this topic because I think for you and I both, the conversation was, there's some things about this topic that I can talk about from a, oh, I've got a lesson that I can teach on this. But from a practical point of view and a living it out in my actual walk with God, I can talk about it. I can teach a class on it. I've taught a class on it twice. But just because I'm teaching and I've got two pages of notes on it, do I really understand what it means for first and foremost me personally in my relationship with God? And do I truly understand how to practice it? Yeah. And so we kind of came to the conclusion that, hey, let's... Let's let's tackle something that is maybe not as understood. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to pull these comments up, but you can talk. Yeah, and if you know, for me, is you know, uh, is I've I've taught this just as one of my spiritual discipline classes, and I've, you know, I've taken a social media fast before, but it, but is and I've maybe said, hey, I'm going to, and I've maybe even tried to say, hey, I'll I'll do this for like one day. But as far as, and which may I, and that might be the only thing I can now remember thinking back on it, but I've really, in my opinion, I don't think I've ever been like, hey, after teaching this, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've encouraged people to do it, and then I have every intention of trying, but I, I haven't. And, 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 and so part of this for me is, is, is just a challenge as much to myself as it is to, to our listeners mm-hmm. to say, hey, Let's really consider, and maybe why I haven't done it before, which I think we'll talk, we'll get to in just a few seconds. But also then, why maybe it's beneficial, mm-hmm. and then we'll go on through the next few less, you know, few episodes on some tips, and then you know we'll take some observations to you know toward the end of our series. But I tell you, it can feel, and I'm sure our listeners might feel the same way, very overwhelming. When we start talking about not eating, mm-hmm. because our culture is so surrounded by the idea of, of eating, mm-hmm. even our church culture, there's not an event we do where food is not involved. Uh, many times, many, many times, especially in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. If you don't have food or snacks at a youth event, your kids may not show up. And when they do, where's the food? Mm-hmm. My granddaddy used to tell me, because you worry about three things every day, those three things, three things only. I said, what are they? He goes, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He goes, if you get those three things where they need to be, he goes, the rest of the day will take care of itself. <laughs> and so that was, that's my mentality. You know, you know, you talk about the class kind of aspect. We were, um, I was in a class when I was preaching in Arkansas. I was actually in the class. I went having to teach. And the teacher, Danny West, was talking about fasting. And it, was, it had been some, some great conversation and great class. And I just kind of said, hey, you know, instead of just talking about it, why don't we fast this week as a class. I said, it might be cool to fast um, for 24 hours together from um, 
Tuesday night, because we were doing this on a Wednesday night class, from Tuesday night, like don't eat supper Tuesday night through, if you could, through Wednesday night before you come to class. And then kind of like we've been talking about, we'll have some observations about that time. And then afterwards, like any good Christian, we'll go eat together. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And uh, Danny goes, that's a great idea. 48 hour fast next week. I'm like, whoa, stop, stop. Like, I'm out. I was good with 24. Yeah. But don't push me to go. Yeah more than what I'm comfortable with. And I think that's maybe an idea of why this subject is maybe so misunderstood. I, I think maybe part of that is because of our comfortable, we're comfortable with reading, yeah. we're comfortable with praying, we're comfortable with fellowship meals, but we're not comfortable with denying ourselves. Yeah. And maybe also it's because we think we have to do something super outlandish when man, just start small, maybe just one meal. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is 24 hours. I wouldn't say, oh, I've never fasted before. I'm going to try a three-day fast. Well, you're going to fail, probably. Mm-hmm. Because if you, 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 one, it's just, you may not, I mean, just start small and, and don't try to. Swallow the cow yeah. all at one time. Oh, no yeah, pun absolutely. intended. Yeah. So I, I posted yesterday, as we were kind of talking about this, I posted on my Facebook page, a Bible study question. Why have we not studied and or practiced fasting in our walk with God? And I got a couple of interesting, I got a lot of things, but I'm going to stick with the actual, a lot of people gave me answers, but they didn't necessarily answer the question. Yeah. I you know what that. I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so, so I'm going to hit a couple of these and we'll talk about these as they go. Um, the first one was very interesting that Jonathan Anderson, he was a guest host back a few weeks ago yeah. because there's no direct command in scripture. And I, and I thought that was an interesting idea that there is fasting is talked about in scripture, but as far as the new Testament, there is no, you must do this. No. And we function many times in a very black and white view of direct command. Mm -hmm. And so we, we tend to focus on the actual black and white commands. And when there's not a black and white command, and maybe there's, um, there's an inference. And I even struggle with that idea sometimes, but like it's, it's there, but it's not just completely black and white. We, we struggle with the gray mm-hmm. because we function so much in the black and white. So since there's not just an absolute an absolute, you must do this. People have said, it's not a necessity of my faith. Yeah. And, and so, and, and I think that's a fair statement of, of what could be a reason that we don't do yeah. this. And in, in, in my actual class on spiritual disciplines on fasting, part of it is, you know, is fasting a commandment? Because there mm-hmm. is no direct commandment, but there's an assumption when Jesus says, hey, when you fast, mm-hmm. not if you fast. Um, in Matthew 9, I was, you know, refreshing my memory here. There is a question about fasting. And it says, why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? So there's like, hey, you're not teaching them to fast the way we're teaching our mm-hmm. followers to fast. And because uh, that was the disciples of John asking this. And Jesus says this, can the wedding guest mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? Speaking of really mm-hmm. himself, right? And then he says, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, then they will fast. So there seems to be a, at least an assumption from Jesus that fasting will occur, especially when he leaves. Mm-hmm. But he says, hey, I'm here now. 
<laughs> they're, they're spending time with me. We're doing what we're going to do here. He goes, when I leave, they're going to mourn. They're going to fast. Mm-hmm. And they're going to spend time in that, that prayer. And so while there's no direct commandment, like you said, this inference of it's still something that was valued can't be overlooked. Mm-hmm. But it still goes back to I'm talking from a perspective of what I read, saying, hey, this must be helpful. This must be valuable. But we're we're still hesitant to do it, mm-hmm. it seems. Let me let me throw this one. And I don't want this to offend anybody because we're not we're not being ugly about this. But I think this is a fair statement. Um, somebody said the church is scared to talk or study things that's not in their traditional wheelhouse. And I think that's mm-hmm. connected to this idea that since there's not a um, there's not a command, um, there has not been a tradition with that either. So, and I look at that in this way. So there is we have fellowship meals, and even though Scripture never says to have fellowship meals, we are commanded to fellowship, and so the fellowship meal has kind of become our tradition of how we. Mm-hmm. obey that. And so since there's not a direct command, there's not been this, this is how we do this in, in, in our fellowship. And so since it's not been taught in an abundance, it just has kind of gone to the wayside, I yeah. think. And, and I'll even say this, we, you know, going back to how the, you know, we talked about how the Jews looked at it. The one public fast was just called the fast. Mm-hmm. Day of Atonement, right? Everybody knew, right? Yeah. I think, am I right? Yes, David told me. So, for them too, when you said the fast, you knew month, date, time. Mm-hmm. If we come there and said, hey, we're going to do the fast, would you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I have no clue. No. We fast. No. What are you talking about, the fast? When? What? What? And, you know, it's completely foreign to us because it's not of our, something we're doing traditionally mm-hmm. every year, same time, same place, same day. Everything. And I think that's something to think about. I like Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So this, this maybe is a more personal one. Uh, there's two that I'll read that, I, they, that they combine, I think, into the same thought. Um, one says, there is a direct conflict with consuming the gospel bird. And um, that was my, my friend, uh, Tyson. Uh, and then Cameron West says, barbecue, fried chicken, and banana pudding are stronger than our will. And I think both of those t- are saying the same thing, that one of the reasons... Uh, we don't fast. Um, and, and your sister says this, I think it sums it up, because we assume fasting is this terrible thing that we will be starving instead of replacing um, those hungry times with devotion of God. We assume that it's about giving up instead of realize it's about devotion and reliance on God. And so there's this idea that it's just, number we don't have the willpower to say no, okay, uh, and, and we misunderstand that it's not just about not eating. Yeah. And, and I think that that's a lot of people's understanding kind of baseline level is fasting is about not eating because... So then what is... Yes. Yeah, so and then yeah. what is it about? So, and that's a good question. I think it's about... And we're going to get into this more and deeper in later conversations, but I think it's about, at the core, it is about reliance on God. It's about surrender to the mm-hmm. spiritual instead of reliance on the physical. Yeah. Because a lot of times, and I've noticed, and you may have noticed too, how, and how to, and, and uh, if this was a class, we could do a show of hands, but obviously there's no in-studio audience. But for those who are listening, 
have you ever gotten hangry? Mm-hmm. When, when, when you're just so hungry, then you're just, you're irritable. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens to me sometimes. Happens, you know, to some of my friends. There's some people it happens to more often than not. You start getting around somebody and they, all of a sudden you go, hey, are you hungry? Those Snicker commercials, right? Mm-hmm. Have a Snickers, right? And uh, you're not at, you're not being yourself. When we do, when we almost, you know, especially this, when we remove food, sometimes things that we need to work on will be drawn to the surface. Mm-hmm. And I also wonder if we know that, and so we, we just and it. we just want to do this and go. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. Don't want to listen to it. I'm going to act like it's not there, and that way I don't have to address it. And I think because part of it is, man, I know I have I'm, my will's not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that that says enough right there. And maybe that means I need to then to actually do it mm-hmm. and spend time in prayer, saying, "Hey, help me to have a stronger will for what's needed and to to grow spiritually." I think another reason to fast is I think it takes our prayer life to the next level. I think mm-hmm. it is a next step in our prayer okay. life that there is. There is this idea of just praying, and that is powerful and effective, but fasting focuses our prayers. Um, fasting focuses our prayers on more. My dad sent me a message in my mind. Just <laughs> what am I trying? Fasting to say? next level next prayer. Next level prayer. It it helps us. I'm gone. I'm out. I'm gone. It it's okay. Me. It left me. Um, but it does take it to the next level to where we're able to say this. It helps It helps, It helps. helps us focus on what we're praying on. We make our mind up and say, I'm going to be focusing on this in prayer. Mm-hmm. And when I am when I have this desire to do this, I'm going to focus my mind over here. Does that make sense? That's it what does. I was trying I, to I say. I think so. And we'll <laughs> I also think before big decisions, really before every a lot of big decisions with, with Jesus, we saw him. Spending time in prayer and spending time in in fasting sometimes, because it wasn't like oh he's been he's gone for like thirty minutes he'd be gone for like half the day in the garden. Mm-hmm. What's he eating? And he's not like a, a when I think of the garden I don't think it's a a fruit tree garden mm-hmm. or a you know blueberry bush garden. It's I think it's just when I say garden I think it's flower trees. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but and he, but he's in there and he's just spending time saying. I have a big decision to make. And I think a lot of it has to go back to making sure we don't just depend on ourselves. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, does God provide us our, our food and the means for us to feed ourselves? Well, of course. But a lot of times it's easy for us to say, man, I'm going to go cook a meal. Or, hey, I'm going to just pause, sit still, and I'm just going to spend time with God. Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot more just emptying ourselves and then maybe that's part of that fasting. You know, we're emptying not just physically but spiritually so that we can be full. Mm-hmm. Filled. There we go. Because you can't fill a cup that's full. Yeah. And if I fill it up with what I want to fill it up with, then I have then 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 I there's no room left for God to fill up with what what's needs. needed. And then with these type of things, and this is what my dad had mentioned. Dad always had this this line he used with us, it's mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. And, and I think that there's some truth in that. And as you think about this idea of fasting, that, okay, going without is something that is challenging to a lot of people. So 
I believe that as we talk about this, and, and again, we'll have more conversation about this later, but for a lot of people, for the first time they're going to do this, fasting is something they have to prepare for. Mm-hmm. They have to get themselves in a mindset of, I don't mind not having this physical fulfillment. fulfillment. And if I don't mind putting this aside, then it's, I'm not going to matter. It's not going to matter to me that it's not there as I'm focusing on the right thing. And so part of this reasons to fast, as you get to the point and say, okay, hey, I want to do this, maybe before you even get to the fast, there has to be a time of prayer and reflection that God will give you the strength to be there mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a spiritual way. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it really is a challenging thing. It is just something that I think about all the things that I've heard taught through the years. This, this is one of those things that is, like if there was like a line chart or, you know, it would be way, way, way down there of, of how many conversations and lessons. And and it's always like part of a series. Like, oh, this is something we need to do. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, you know? I, 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 I did. I taught the, the whole gospel, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, oh, I'm going blank now. On the, what? The, the fullness of the teaching. Yeah. Uh, um, all at one time. And so, um, so I think it is worthy of some time. And, um, but one of the things that we, we kind of talked about as we, um, somebody posted on the very end, and I thought it was a very, Chris Kaywood, it was a very interesting thing. He said, fasting is supposed to be a private thing. Yeah. And so he said, I figure that there are more people that practice this than we realize. And, and that was a very, because my mindset was just. Sobering. Yes, because my, my yeah. mindset was just. It's missing. It's absent. If I'm not doing it, nobody's doing it. You know, I mean, if I'm not doing it, then nobody's doing it. And that's not the case at all. That I, I, I do think that Chris may be right, that there are people of faith that have that true understanding and they do it more than any. That it and goes on know. in our churches maybe more than we realize. Yeah. And he, and he won't know. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that, that, that's maybe the way it should be done. And, um, but for, you know, for this study, you know, we, we wanted to just provide maybe some encouragement mm-hmm. to say, Hey, if you are, you know, a com, you know, if you feel comfortable, please, you know, share tips with us mm-hmm. as we go throughout this, you know, we're going to learn from you is hopefully more really than, than you'll learn from us. Although we still want you to learn from us. That's why we do this podcast, but we're all learning this together. Yeah. And, you know, iron sharpens iron. And, uh, and I'm not saying to flaunt it. You're saying, Hey, this has been beneficial. I think, I think maybe what's different about these episodes, uh, for me, than some of the things that we've talked about is a lot of the things that we've talked about over the last few months, I feel like have been in our wheelhouse of understanding. Mm-hmm. Let's sit down and talk about things that we can easily talk about because we've studied them. We've practiced them. I think this is really a subject that's challenging for, is as challenging for us as we've wanted other things to be for other people, maybe, mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe, maybe not want them to be, but have maybe thought they might be. And so um, this is something that, yeah, that really is a journey together, that we're not coming to you as, as two guys that have been fasting for the last decade and have all these tips and tricks and ideas and a great understanding and all these spiritual breakthroughs and different things. But I will tell you this, this is to me the power of fasting that I want to be able to tap, that I want to be able to tap into and grow and understand. And we, um, so that fasted Hoxie, um, 
we, we did that 24-hour fast, and some good friends of ours was doing it with us, and we were trying to get pregnant, and we're having a hard time. Um, and Mary Smith, one of the ladies that was fasting, she told us, she said, over the, those 48 hours, I'm going to pray that y'all get pregnant. And within a couple of weeks after the fast, we found out we were pregnant. Look at that. And so I, I, that is the power that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, the power of, of prayer and trying to take that to a next level in your walk with God and a deeper level um, and a fuller level. And so I, I hope that we can journey together over the next month or Absolutely. so and, and have those conversations. Absolutely. Well, hey, we are so glad that you tuned in today. Um, we want to remind you of uh, our favorite verse uh, for, for, for our podcast, which is First Peter chapter 2, verse 21, which says, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered, leaving you an example that you might follow in his steps. Uh, we want to thank again Ninth Avenue for uh, hosting this and also the Ministry League Network of Podcasts. Please check us out, uh, ministryleague.com. We have an app. Uh, full of all kinds of podcasts. You can find our podcast on pretty much any listening platform you listen to. Um, we're up to date, except for today's, Woo! if you're watching live. Told you. Hey, we're going down too. And, and I was sick for a week. And um, But um, this one will be up hopefully to this afternoon. And um, So on those, other, on those other places, hey, go. Even if you've watched us, go like it, um, share it, leave a comment um, to help spread the word absolutely and uh again we appreciate you listening to us and we'll see you guys next week